Always look forward to these conversations. Author, columnist, Christian Snyder, all-around smart guy, conservative columnist, and from all accounts, a very nice person. Hey, Christian Snyder, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> who have you been talking to? Everybody loves you. I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who, you, have, you have a dissenting opinion on that? Uh, no. All right. It's all true. It is true. All right. We'll take take the win and then walk away. <laughs> no, don't walk away because we're going to talk for a little bit. All right. We have a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. We'll get to George Santos, the absurdity of that guy who now is apparently peddling himself on Cameo. Um, I have spent hours and hours, weeks and weeks, months and months, years and years now, unfortunately, talking about January 6th, the angles, the uh, the evidence, and in some cases, the lack of evidence and conspiracy theories. It appears from recent reporting that... Uh, Donald Trump, and I'm referencing an article you linked, uh, you shared with me from the Washington Post, is is continues to be all in and is now using sort of a PR campaign to suggest that there's uh, even more to this conspiracy theory. Explain to our great audience what he's doing. Uh, so yeah, he's throwing out all sorts of uh, all sorts of new conspiracy theories. Uh, one of them, of course, has a uh, Wisconsin angle, which is I saw that, that. Yeah, during January sixth, evidently there was somebody sitting up on some scaffolding, ordering people to go in and attack the Capitol, and they seem to think that this was John Nichols, mm-hmm. who is a columnist for the Capital Times in Madison right. and for the Nation, who's a very tiny, bespectacled, kind of wispy man, um, but apparently is part of the deep state because they think he was sitting up on scaffolding, ordering people into the Capitol to overturn the election and hang Mike Pence. Um, and, of course, nothing <laughs> could be more ridiculous uh, in the world, but this has reached kind of the, the fever swamp of Trump world, and Trump himself is, is actually talking about this. So, um it's nothing yeah. new. There's the Ray Epps thing that was going around. He's supposed to be an undercover operative, all that stuff. There's been multiple theories of people that, you know, were doing things that, that, that you know, the proponents of these theories think, oh, that proves that, of course, this was all conspiracy. This was Antifa. I mean, whatever. There's like a million of these, these theories, yet none of these things have ever been substantiated. Right. The, you know, the theory is that there are FBI agents in the crowd that were actually ginning people up. Uh, to go do this, and apparently uh, there's new footage, and I, I think a judge said that they're going to blur some of the faces uh, to protect people, but a lot of the January 6th people have been using these videos to kind of exonerate other people, so I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, this is all this is all crazy. This is not, uh, you know, if Donald Trump were saying this at Thanksgiving dinner, they'd probably give him a plastic fork so he doesn't harm himself. I mean, that's that's how, how crazy this stuff is. Well, here's the thing, though. So you, you, you and I have had this conversation before. You get it. I get it. A lot more voters than I think Republicans and conservatives would want to admit also get it. But yet we see in the numbers, and again, polling is not voting, um, that Donald Trump continues to run away with this thing despite not participating in an active debate with the other candidates for the nomination. So... I guess if I'm looking at it from in the article's suggestion, this is a PR campaign. Appearance suggests it's working. Yeah, I mean the that for a lot of people, that's actually part of Trump's appeal. They they don't like the government. They don't like Congress. Uh, they just wanted to throw a hand grenade in the whole thing, and that hand grenade is named Donald Trump. And so the more that he does. 
and the more that reaction that he gets, you know, from lawsuits and uh, people like me criticizing him, they point to that and say, aha, see, he's, he's onto something here if these people don't like him. So the more incoming flack he takes, the stronger he gets. And it's why, you know, people like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, they're probably not going to get that much scrutiny. So it's going to be hard for them to, to make up any ground. Do you think, and this is kind of leads us into the debate preview for tomorrow night with four candidates on stage, uh, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Christie, um, all, of course, ignoring the fact, not ignoring the fact, but you know, aware of the fact that the, the leading candidate right now, polling-wise, is Donald Trump, who won't be there, and he's doing a, I think he's doing a town hall tonight. Um, do they understand that this is a, and maybe it's a strategy, maybe it's not, this is a attempt to be the second choice if and when the Trump candidacy implodes for what could be a variety of reasons? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they just you just want to be the other alternative when Trump finally, uh, you know, faces criminal charges. Although there's no evidence to suggest that should Donald Trump face criminal charges that he would drop <laughs> in the party at all. I mean, the he's got 91 felony counts against him, and he's only getting more popular. So I don't I don't see any evidence that uh, you know. Uh, it seems like a lot of a lot of the party will ride him all the way to prison. <laughs> I've had this conversation with legal experts, attorneys who have argued cases in, in front of the Supreme Court. I've talked to you know regular folks certainly every day on this show. Any any inclination that at some point, and again, we're not we're not attorneys, neither one. I don't think you're an attorney, right? No. Okay, and neither am I. Although I pretend to be someone sometimes, <laughs> as we all do. Um, any inclination, this is pure speculation, that at some points, the high court, U.S. Supreme Court will say, you know what, this is nuts. And maybe there's an indictment, uh, conviction, maybe not an indictment, I already have that. Convictions, multiple convictions. This can't be allowed to go forward. Any inclination from your perspective as somebody, as an observer and a writer, that that could be the storyline at some point? Because everybody tells me that's not going to happen. Uh, I don't, as I said, I, I think he just continues to get more popular because, I mean, look, by the time he's found guilty of anything, we're probably past the election. And then after all of his appeals, we're probably two, three years after the election. So he could just ride this out in court in, in appeals for a long time because, as we know, he's using his uh, campaign money to fund his legal defense fund and so he's got millions of dollars to spend on his legal defense. So he can keep this going for, for quite a long time. And as long as he keeps making the case, which a lot of people seem to be buying, that these are all trumped up charges, no pun intended. Uh, and, you know, the deep state is out to get him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, th I still think he could ride this all the way to the presidency easily. If not that, what could derail him other than his, his own choice to not continue? Well, the the GOP field has got to get down to one person against him quickly. I mean, Haley and DeSantis can't keep splitting votes. Uh, Christie and Ramaswamy have got to get out, although Ramaswamy is basically running for a role in the Trump presidency. So he's not going to get out anytime soon. But uh, they need to get this down to a one-person versus Trump uh, thing very soon. And then when you do see somebody like, let's say it's Nikki Haley, so let's say 
DeSantis gets out and suddenly she picks up 10, 15, 20 points right off the bat, then the story becomes all the uh, all the momentum that she's got, and then the, that can kind of pick up on itself. Uh, it's not it's not a case of you know just adding a certain percentage to her. It's the idea that it looks like she's got really got momentum, and that could carry her to a win. But uh, a lot of stuff has got to happen between now and you know like Super Tuesday. I I don't know if I asked you this last time you were on, but I'm going to ask you it again today. Do you think? Ronna McDaniel, the uh, the chair of the RNC. Do you think, in the back of her mind, maybe the front of her mind, she wants Donald Trump to be the candidate? I've had people tell me this that she's oh she wouldn't do that, but I think she would. What do you think? Uh, she seems to be pretty uh, comfortable with Trump being the candidate. She's uh, she just got reappointed, I believe. Yes, what, maybe a, maybe a year ago. So yeah. the, the Trump. Trump being at the front of the Republican Party has actually been pretty good for her, so I don't I don't see like why she would want to change that at all. Uh, real quick before I go to break, and then we'll talk about George Santos after the break. What do you expect to see tomorrow night? We've we've had different versions in the first three debates. Uh, we had the Nikki Haley kind of emergence in in round one. We've seen Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley square off. We've seen Ron DeSantis do very Ron DeSantis type things, including awkward facial expressions, and then trying to you know. Talk over the uh, the moderators. What do you expect to see on the fourth go round? Yeah, DeSantis already had his big debate this week against yeah, Gary yeah, right. So, yeah, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so Nikki Haley's just got to make the case that she's got to be the candidate, and that everybody else needs to get out. Uh, I think you're probably going to see a whole lot of talk about uh, Israel and Gaza because I mean, there's not really much difference between all of them on that issue. They're just going to go. Um, full bore on, on you know defending Israel. Um, the only person that really differs is Ramaswamy, who said you know we should stop uh, stop aiding Israel, which is nuts. But uh, so if they need a if they need a beating post, he'll be that. But uh, you know you've got kind of a right wing um, panel of moderators, so you're not going to hear much about Trump at all. Which you know if there's any justice, you would, but. You know, they're not going to bring that up because it just makes them look bad. So uh, I imagine that's probably what you'll be hearing tonight. All right. Author, uh, columnist Christian Snyder will take a break here. After the break, the one, the only, George Santos, apparently now, can come right into your home on your laptop or your PC or your phone in the form of Cameo. We'll have that conversation and what that means about politics in Washington, D.C. and the world after this on WTMJ Now. Thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday. Finding us, you have a lot of choices, and I appreciate you taking the time to make this show your destination. All right, so we are joined by author and columnist Christian Snyder, Congressman George Santos, of course, charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, a lot of crazy stuff. Not the typical behavior or conduct of a U.S. congressman, congressman from New York. He has now been expelled from Congress, and apparently, Christian, he is now making money doing cameo. Oh, he's going to go on to a lucrative career in reality, <laughs> you think reality so? television. Oh, he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. He's going to be on Please. Survivor and all these plays. He's he's got his whole career set up for him. No. Which is why we'll probably see more more George Santoses in the future. I don't want to see that. I I refuse to accept a world where George Santos gets any more publicity. I want him to quietly go away. You can do cameo if he wants because he's going to have to have an income, and I, I don't know that anyone really wants to hire him other than reality TV shows, which is unfortunate. 
is can the expectation that he just goes away is that unrealistic? Am I am I overthinking this? All these bit players in politics stick around. You had like Scaramucci and these guys that are all still they're all still out there doing reality shows and stuff. So uh, he's going to be around. And the, you know the thing with him is he's a he's a clown and he's fun to laugh at. But there is there's a, like a dark side to all of this. And I actually I wrote about this a few months ago when nobody was really talking about him. Like the fact that this guy was allowed to be in Congress for was eight full months. He was voting least. on issues. Right. He he was a crucial vote to uh, for Kevin McCarthy to be speaker, and then uh, in the the latest speaker imbroglio that they had. I mean, he's he was an important member of Congress. He was a swing vote on a lot of stuff, and it was absolutely absurd. And yet, when they take a vote to expel him, the first vote. A lot of people, including I think almost all uh, Wisconsin Republicans, voted to keep him in, um, which is just appalling to me. And you know, people say, "Well, you're innocent until until proven guilty," and that's true for the criminal stuff that he's been charged with. Right. But the standard should be far lower to keep your seat in Congress than it is, you know, to keep your freedom and not going to prison. Uh, you know, there's there's wiggle room in the middle there. And um, so we're, we're seeing a lot of that in the Republican party, along with Donald Trump, who's saying, you know, he hasn't been found guilty of these 91 felonies, but just throw all those felonies away and say, like the behavior that he's, he's been exhibiting aside from that makes him unworthy of being in the presidency or George Santos being in, in Congress, who was a complete fraud. He lied about everything to get his seat. And there, he was sitting there taking votes amongst amongst them as if nothing had ever happened. So, so the conduct question can only go one of two ways. One, it forces Congress and their leaders to have a stricter code of ethics for people who sit in those chambers, or we get more and more crazy as time goes on. Where, do, what camp are, or what way do you think this is going? Oh, I think we're just going to get a lot crazier. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, it, it finally took criminal charges uh, for them to, to take down uh, George Santos. But short of that, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is still uh, still in good standing in the Republican Party in Congress. Uh, and that is absurd. Lauren Boebert, still in good standing. I mean, you're just going to have more of these people that are seeking fame and want to provide entertainment and think they're on a reality show than actually are there to do their job. I Somebody said this to me yesterday, away from the show, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is like a candidate for vice president in Donald Trump's mind right now. Yeah, I mean, you saw Nancy Mace who, from South Carolina, who everybody thought was a, a fairly mm-hmm. normal, rational person. And then, you know... A couple of weeks ago, she shows up on the floor with a, a scarlet A because of the terrible week that she's had. And, you know, that was like right after uh, Israel was attacked. It's like, yeah, we really feel bad for your terrible week. It's just it's just appalling. And but the incentives are there for people to keep doing it. Well, the good news for both of us is you have things to write about. I have things to talk about. So there's a positive <laughs> out of a horrible, <laughs> horrific negative. So I appreciate that. Christian Snyder, always great to talk to you. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. He is, uh, he's a great writer, first off, conservative columnist, and, and, and just a smart guy and uh, uh, somebody I always enjoy talking to.